Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids Podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. If this is your first time listening to the Collide Kids Podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for listening today. Hey, be sure to stick around to the end. That's when we have our kids only segment where kids just like you get to be on the podcast. Well, I've said this before, but one of my favorite things is learning about other people's jobs. And I'm especially honored when I get to meet people that serve the community, like teachers, firefighters, medical professionals, or pilots. Um, In fact, I interviewed a pilot in episode four, Jason Rackley, and I also got to interview a firefighter in episode 24. You can hear both of those if you go back a few. But today, my special guest is a police officer, and her name is Marquita Armstrong. Marquita is a Wake County deputy from North Carolina. She has been in law enforcement in Wake County for nine years, including three years as a student resource officer. And let me tell you, she loves what she does. She is a graduate of Peace College and a mother of two amazingly talented daughters. And she also volunteers at her church as a referee for youth sports ministry, and she sings in the choir. I love that. I think police officers have such an important job to do, and so I'm so excited to hear from someone that just is so passionate about her job and what she does to serve her community. So here is my conversation with Marquita Armstrong. Marquita, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to talk to you. Me too. Hey, thank you for the invite. Yeah, this is awesome. I am really excited to talk to you about your job. I think uh, you have a really awesome job and I can't wait for you to share it. So will you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Hello, everybody. My name is Marquita Armstrong. Um, I am a Wake County deputy, sheriff's deputy. Um, I guess what that means is I'm in law enforcement. Um, I love my job. It's, it's totally awesome. So I started out being, I worked at a detention center, which is, you know, jail. Mm-hmm. I worked at a jail for about three and a half years and decided that I wanted to do more. Um, so I worked in the jail and I basically worked in every position that I possibly could because I wanted to learn, like, a lot more. So law enforcement is not just, you know, somebody on the road, um, stopping mm-hmm. cars. Law enforcement is much, much bigger than just that. Um, and some would say that working in jail is also law enforcement because technically you are enforcing right. the law because there are laws and rules everywhere, you know. Um, so working in a jail, I work from, you know, the pods where they stay at to working in it's called receiving so when somebody first get arrested and they come in you book them in um i did the processing paperwork from um their conditions meaning this person in jail for this long and you have to put you know information in the system i've done yeah. that 
Um, I was on, it's called a DRT team, which was detention response team. I was part of that. Um, I was one of few females that was on that team. And wow. I loved it, actually. Um, to be honest, you got a chance to talk with individuals that, well, some would say was causing problems. But sometimes there's always a route, you know, yeah. to everything. And sometimes I was able to just talk to them, hey, you know, what what's going on? Calm down. And you get the route. And it's like, oh, that wasn't worth it, was it? You know? Yeah. So. I enjoyed my time working in the jail, but again, I worked in so many different positions. I'm like, hey, I want to try out to be a deputy. And basically a deputy is the law enforcement officer that work like, you know, in the county areas, you know? Okay. Um, so Wake County is huge. I didn't realize how huge it was, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's really huge. Um, you know, you have your your town police officers, you have the city police officers. So we actually do the outskirts for everything. We also do civil processing paperwork, anything from child support to subpoenas, meaning, hey, you got to come to the court for something or so a wide variety of everything. That's amazing specific to someone with eyes but you know yeah. it's a lot I can keep talking <laughs> yeah I think that's amazing because I, I think a lot like you said a lot of people picture law enforcement or police officers as one thing but there's so many different aspects to that okay I want to get into all of that in just a minute but before we do that because yeah. this is a kids podcast we always like to start with something fun so do you have a joke you want to share with us yeah so listen listen you gotta think right you ready okay what do you call three holes in the ground? Three holes in the ground. I don't know. Yeah, three. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> no, it's a, wall, it's a hole in the ground. <laughs> I cracked myself up, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> well, well, well. All right. That's fun. Okay, so. So, okay, tell us about, like, how you decided, like, when you were younger, did you want to be a police officer? Was that something that you wanted when you were a kid? So, honestly, I was that kid. I wanted to do everything. Like, I wanted to be a police officer. I wanted to be um, EMS. I wanted to be a firefighter. Like, all in one. I'm like, why can't I be all three? I want to do this. <laughs> right? And so on my mom's side of family, on my mom's side of the family, um, they were all nurses. My grandmother from anywhere from CNA ones or techs or LPNs, whatever, that was on my mom's side of family, including my mom. Mm -hmm. And so on my dad on my dad's side of family, it was uh military, my uncle was a police officer and football. And that's just how it was. So mm -hmm. I think that just on both sides of the family, I've just always wanted to be, I want, I don't necessarily want to say someone in authority, but it's like someone in authority and helping. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a nurturer by heart, by nature. I just, I'm definitely a nurturer. Um, and then my mom got a really bad accident in like 97. And I remember being, um, in middle school, and I would have to help her bathe every morning before we went to school. 
Wow. And so I really, I wanted to be a nurse, but it was just like, I don't know, I want to be a police officer. So I'm, I basically just picked a career. <laughs> I got married right in college when I was in college and I had my two daughters and I started with security at first and then Apex mm-hmm. High School as a security officer. And I would sit and talk to the police officer that was there, which he was the school resource officer, the SRO. And I said, you know what? I want to be an SRO. And let me tell you, maybe six years, seven years after that day, I started working at the sheriff's office, same school resource officer. So, yeah, it just happened. I mean, man, it's pretty awesome. That is awesome. And so... That makes me feel really good, actually, to hear that you are a police officer, you're a sheriff deputy, and you are a nurturer. <laughs> I love people. I really do. Yeah. You want to help people. You want to jump in. Um, tell us, like, what, what it's like. Like, what's a typical day like for you as a deputy? We'll be right back after this. You know, raising kids in the digital age isn't easy, but Bark Technology makes products that help parents keep their kids safe online and in real life. They have an app, a phone, and a home device that lets families set parental controls on their internet-connected devices. I love the app because it helps us manage screen time and blocks websites and apps we want our kids to avoid. It also sends alerts and gives us the ability to monitor texts and social media and even track your child's location. Visit bark.us to learn more about how you can keep your kids safe online. Use the code COLLIDEKIDS to get 15% off your subscription of the Bark app. Well, actually, um, I put into being an investigator, so uh, it's a, now that's a lot of more paperwork, a lot of more one-on-ones with certain people, you know. Um, so, but when I first started out, I was in the courthouse, which was pretty good um, because mm-hmm. you learn so much of the lingo, I would say, okay. with being a law enforcement officer. It's a lot of just stuff that you like knowing the law. So we was in the courthouse for a little while. And then we went out on the road for a little while as a patrol officer. I mean, anywhere from stopping cars to answering calls. So if you're in trouble, you call 911. We'll come and check you out. It's like, hey, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so after I did that for a little while, I became an SRO which is a school resource officer, which was great. I enjoyed it. Again, I had an opportunity to be with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an opportunity to be with, the, the talk to the moms, the parents. Um, just being able to, again, nurture and help. Um, so it was just down my alley. And then after SRO, like I said, I put in for investigators. So I'm working on that aspect. And just being able to help people to get out of their situation. Yeah. um, It's not always bad as far as like being a police officer. It's not always bad. We are placed in our positions to help. We are there to help. You're in a bad situation. I'm going to find a way to, you know, get you in a program or whatever, you know, my criteria, whatever criteria I have, I'm going to try to find that way to make your life 
you know, a little better. If you work with me, you got to do the steps, you know, you got to mm-hmm. work hard. And if you're working, I'm working, you know, that's, that's really cool. Did you have to go through like the police Academy or like really intense training when you first started? Yes. <laughs> now you guys don't like to get up early. Let me tell you, Ooh, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We had to get up super early. Um, like we are exercising at six o'clock in the morning, an hour, six to seven, boom, you are, let me tell you the, the biggest thing for me was running. I remember running five miles and I'll probably never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but, um, yeah, so it was pretty intense. It was, um, so you do your physical part in the morning, like your exercising, push up, sit up, running, squatting, lifting weights. Because you got to be in the physical shape, you know? Mm-hmm. And then after that hour, we will come in and hit the books because you got to learn the laws. You got to learn what not to do and what to do in situations. And we also had a part of training where it's like how to, uh, what do you call it? How to defend yourself. Like, say okay. if you were attacked or you definitely don't want nobody to grab your weapon. You've got to be able to um, maneuver your body around safely so you won't get hurt. Um, stuff like that. So, yeah, training was really intense. But good. It's something you need, you know? It was yeah. Good. I think we all, we all are in situations um, like sports and school. Like, you need that training in order to be good at what you want to do. So that's good to know that, that all of our police officers had to go through that. Oh, um, yeah. So tell us, like, what is it that you love about being a police officer? I think, like, I'll just go back and say I love being able to meet so many different people. From so many different backgrounds, um, like you're mm-hmm. always learning something. Mm-hmm. Literally, like even today, I'm always learning something new or different about somebody else or about something that I can apply to myself or my family. Yeah, I al- I'm always learning consistently, and and sometimes this is my biggest thing: um, stereotypes. Mm. Stereotypes is big, and if we will all be honest with ourselves, we all do it. But we have to be careful because if you have a perception about a group of people or like, you know, or anything specific that pertains to a group of people, um, you just, you got, you got to be careful how you perceive that person prior to understanding what's going on. Because if you don't, then it can, it can be very bad. And again, police officers, we're not here we're not in this profession to like be mean or cruel or anything like that. We're definitely here to not only teach, we're here to help. Mm -hmm. Um, We're here to learn. Um, So if we're learning the different cultures and different people, then we're more apt to help successfully, you know? So I think just, just learning new things and being around different types of people is literally what gets me. And that may not even sound like really cool or like <laughs> being in law enforcement, but that's what I get out of it. Like, even like today, I love what I do. Even now it can get crazy in a split second, but I'm telling you, like 
I love it. I met an awesome couple today, and I met a, a nurse not too long ago, and I'm, I'm going to be calling her in the next couple of days just to say, hey, and check up on her. I'm telling you, yeah, you just never know who you meet, so I love that, it. That's so cool. Um, what is it about your job that you don't like, or what's something that's really hard about being a police officer? That's a good question. Well, I will say this. I, I think, well, I know. So growing up, I was I was that kid that was very gullible, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and for some reason, <laughs> I believe that everybody is good. Everybody does good, period. So the hardest part for me is looking at someone and they're legit lying to you. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to trust this person. Yeah. I'm trying to trust you. And you have to do what you have to do as far as your job. Like, you know, this person may not have um, the resources or the money to do whatever, but mm-hmm. now you got to get this person a ticket because yeah. of the circumstances. Like, you have to do your job. So sometimes doing my job as I should, um, it gets to me sometimes when you have people that may not deserve it, but because of their actions, they did deserve it. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'd like to believe that everyone is going to be honest with us or everybody's going to try to want the best outcome. And yeah. so when that doesn't happen, when it's just like with your with your kids, like when, you know, they you see like they've made a mess and they're standing in, in the mess and you're like, Did yeah, you mess? and they're like, <laughs> no, let me. You know? Yeah. So to see adults like that, I'm sure is pretty, pretty difficult. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely the hard part for me. It's like, you know, the fact that most of the people I deal with are adults and you know what happened, you know what took place, but yet you try to alter your story or basically lie to, you know, get out of it. But hey, there's consequences for everything. And that's, if nothing else, everybody, whoever's listening, consequences. Like, just be careful what you do. Make sure you're truthful. Yeah, I think that's, makes sense, beautiful. Yeah, that's a good word. Has there ever been a time where you felt like you were really afraid or you were worried about going into a situation? Yeah, even in the beginning of training, when it's called FTO, like field training, um, we went to a call. I think the call said shots fired in like in the neighborhood, like you know someone was shooting, and. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I said a prayer on the way going. I was like, Lord Jesus, we don't know where we get where we going and and where these people at. Like, protect us, let me see, let somebody see the person before, you know. Yeah. Um so oh man, that definitely made your hair stand up on your neck. And and it was right, it was true. Somebody was out there shooting and they shot up a house and um wow. so that was very nerve wracking. Matter of fact, here's one. Um, here recently, the Wake County Sheriff's Office was shot up. It was a drive-by. Really? And matter of fact, October the 6th, I'll never forget, we was all working. I was in the lobby. I had just walked in. Um, somebody had an interview with the sheriff or a meeting with the sheriff, and I walked in to let the sheriff know, his secretary know that, you know, his appointment was there, and you can hear it pop, pop, pop like that. I'm like, oh, those are gunshots. And I remember running out and you know how you, you're watching the movie, how those action movies, people, when you hear gunshots, you know, you see people diving and ducking. Oh, that was so real. 
Wow. We would have never thought of that in a million years that that would happen downtown Raleigh at the sheriff's office, but it did. Like somebody literally was driving and the other person had a gun and reached out and was like, just shot up the whole place, you know? Um, wow. It, it made you think. Like I said, when I heard the gunshots, I'm running now. I remember grabbing a guy. I was like, get down. Like, come in. I pull, you know, I pull my gun. I'm running out. We're trying to find this person. And it was just blurred from there. It was like stuff like that happens in law enforcement. And Yeah. It sounds like you have to be really brave all the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You really do. And yeah. that's where your training comes in. And, and if you, I don't know what everybody believe in, but hopefully you believe in God and that's when you got to keep praying and, have a relationship with God because you you just never know when you definitely need to call on him. You need for him to protect you. Is there like a Bible verse or something that you hold on to or something you think about when you go into those situations? One particular one just literally popped up. It's, uh, it's in Isaiah, Isaiah uh, 26 and three. He will keep you in perfect peace. If you keep your mind stayed on him, like, He's definitely a peacekeeper. He, if you focus on God, just knowing that God will make a way, God will get you out of a situation. That's that goes back to you literally having a relationship with Him, talking to Him every day, praying, um, <clears throat> seeking His face. Like He will keep you in perfect peace. But if you're not even thinking about God until something happens, how is it you can go ask Him to give you peace? I mean, that situation I was talking about um, when there was a drive-by shooting in October, like, as, since I was talking about it, I'm just thinking about all these things again. Like, man, I almost got shot or these people almost died. Like, that right there will send you into depression. It's, it will, mm. like, Satan can take a hold of those thoughts and just, you know, your life will spiral out of control. So, that's that's definitely one of my go to go to scriptures is, is Isaiah twenty six and three. Yeah, like, I love I that part of peace of God. Absolutely. Yeah, and I love that it says he'll keep you in perfect peace. So it's not just about he'll give you a little bit of peace. <laughs> perfect so, means yeah. complete. It's the best kind of peace you could ever have. That's what he'll keep you in. <laughs> and it's the peace for you specifically. Yeah. Right. Because there. Different people go through different things, and I'm pretty sure the officers that was out there and the, even the civilians that was out there, some something different probably ran through their minds. My What ran through my mind was my kids. It wasn't even me. It was like my, my, my kids at home. Mm-hmm. I knew they were safe, but I'm thinking about them. Um, so I needed the peace of God in that area. Like, hey, they're okay. I got you. Yeah. Knowing that God got you, I'm telling you, that's exciting. God got me, man. He's my friend. He got yeah. me. <laughs> he got you. I love it. Okay, so I do need to ask this question. Okay. Do police officers really like donuts? Stop it. Oh, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I have to be honest, right? First, I'm going to tell you this story. Okay. <laughs> So when I became an official law enforcement officer, I said I would never, never, ever, ever, ever go to Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme in uniform, okay? I said I would never do that. Uh-huh. 
Number two, I went to Peace College, which is right wa- it's walking distance to Krispy Kreme. So that's the answer to that question. I love donuts with <laughs> my being. I love fresh donuts. I love different types of donuts. I love raspberry filled donuts on Krispy Kreme, and you have to warm it up. So yes, I love donuts, <laughs> and yes, I am a police officer. <laughs> and yes, I fail at not going in uniform. <laughs> <laughs> you said you'd never do it and you did it anyway, but they're so I good. Did. They're so, so good. <laughs> <laughs> With coffee. Coffee is, is everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I want one. I need to go get one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. <laughs> so has there ever been a time as a police officer where you've been able to use your faith or um, talk to someone about God while you were um, doing your job? We'll be right back after this. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. Okay, so recently... I also, I used to work in like the pistol permit area. If you want to purchase a handgun, you have to come down to the sheriff's office and get, and apply for a handgun permit. And Mm -hmm. um, so I worked in there for about four months and I know all the lingo and everything. So I'm I'm helping this lady. She, She comes down and she just looks worried anyway, you know, frustrated, which most people are because, you know, everyone is afraid now. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you know, she sounds a little bit on the privileged side. You know how people do. Like, I'm, I'm going to go in there and do this. And I'm like, ma'am, you can't go in. You know, COVID season and everything, you know. I'm trying to explain to her and talk to her. And she was being a little pushy, you know. <laughs> Yeah, And, you know, sometimes you, as a police officer, you, you don't really know what people are thinking. It's like everybody expects you to be able to diffuse every situation. Um, so in this instance, she has scrubs on and she's like, well, I need to get in there and I need to do this and I'm supposed to be doing this. Um, so long story short, we were just, we was talking and I was, now I have to be firm with her. I said, ma'am, this, you can't do this. We have to do this. This is the way we have to do it. And she started her, you know, welling up, you know, I can see it in her eyes. She's tearing up. And I'm like, man, what, what's going on with this lady? And she was like, look, I'm just frustrated. I don't know. And she's like getting a little loud. So I'm frustrated. And this, I'm just trying to get this done. And you're telling me I can't do it. And, and this happening. And I'm a nurse. And when she says she's a nurse, I'm like, okay, she's a nurse. She's frustrated. And I'm like, putting, as she's talking, I'm putting pieces together, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, now I'm trying to calm myself down because at that point she had got me, you know, to a level I didn't want to be because I just knew I'm like, ma'am, you can't go in regardless of what story you make up. You can't go in right now because we have to keep, you know, distance. When I tell you that that lady, she was like adamant about doing what she wanted to do because she was frustrated. 
And I said, ma'am, you know what? I, I, I'm going to tell you this. I said, we're all in the same boat, right? I said, we both work on the front lines, and I appreciate what you do as a nurse, but as a law enforcement officer, I'm out here as well. And I understand, and, you know, the COVID situation. I said, but I, too, have children at home. I, too, have to deal with public. I, too, have to deal with um, the COVID situation. But I'm letting you know we're in the same boat. We have to work together, and I promise you, I can get you in as soon as possible, but you have to calm down. And she looked at me, and she was like, I'm so sorry. And I'm telling you, by the time we finished that conversation, she said, ma'am, can I give you a hug? I was like, sure. And when I embraced her, she was bawling. She cried on my shoulders, in my uniform, just right there. And I just took that moment. At that point, honestly, I didn't even care how many people was out there. I was like, ma'am, you can't cry out here like this. You're making me cry. I'm making you And everybody just started laughing, right? But it, it, was, it was everything. Just to show the love, to let her know, hey, you know, it's okay. Mm. We're all in the same boat. And I know that came from God. I don't have a scripture, but that was just... It just came from God because at first she had me, my, my blood pressure going up. I'm like, ma'am, chill. But <laughs> at the end, the embrace that agape love, that embrace that I gave her, um, I, I, I truly believe that she knew that God lived in me mm-hmm. because of the way we embraced. And I got her phone number, and I, I think I spoke earlier about somebody else supposed to call back. She's a lady. I'm going to call back to check on her. That's and really that, cool. Yeah, and that is why I like being a public servant. That's why I like being a police officer because I can, I can do that. I can check on that person, so they won't they won't think they're alone in this crazy world. We're here together. That's what we're supposed to do, even in the body of Christ. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's awesome, and I can't imagine that was probably a beautiful scene just to see two frontline workers, a nurse and a police officer, hugging and and. That, that, I bet that was a good situation for everybody to witness. That's awesome. What, what's one thing that you wish people knew about um, police officers? Like you were saying earlier, you know, the hard thing is, is the stereotypes. And I feel like there's some people that have a stereotype about police officers. What's something that yeah. you wish people knew? I want to say I wish they know more so than I wish they understand that we are human we're human we literally do everything you do so we're we're heroes the kids want to be us you know um then then we're we're people that we have to be robots we have to be there to help regardless so if people will fall back and and see and understand that we are humans Mm -hmm. that is like just understand them the most important thing to me like meaning we fall short as well yeah you know like we we don't know everything but we just we try to go off our training we try to make split decisions in the heat of the moment we have to make a decision and we have to be right so if you if you think about putting yourself in that position where it's something tight and it's like, hurry up, hurry up. You got five seconds to think. Actually, you got two seconds to think and it got to be right or it's life or death. 
how would you feel? Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah. Like, are you going to say this person or say that person? How, if you have two children, which one are you going to say first? Mm-hmm. Like decisions like that is what officers have to deal with that pressure. And not to mention, you can't even think about your family. Mm-hmm. When you're in a tight situation, you have no room to think about yourself or your family because number one, you were placed in that position for a reason because you can think about somebody else other than yourself. So a lot of times, no understanding police officers are selfless, mm-hmm. especially at situations that you call them for. 911, we're there for you. We don't know what we're walking into. Traffic stop, we stop you because... If you think about it, instead of you saying, oh, they stop us messing with us, we're stopping you to make sure you're safe. Yeah. Because our job is not to give you a ticket. Our job is to make sure you're safe and the other motorists are safe. If you're running a red light, we don't necessarily, it don't say you shall give them a ticket. It doesn't say that anywhere. Hmm. It's basically the officer discretion. However, you broke the law. Now, does that mean I can wax you? I can. Because mm-hmm. simply I do. Don't let me stop you because I'm going to wax you because that's what <laughs> I do. <laughs> so this guy, he was speeding. And he was just, you know, it wasn't really bad, but he was just weaving in and out. He was just trying to hurry up. And it happened to be a Wednesday night. And, you know, most of the time Wednesday night is Bible study night. Uh-huh. I pull him over, and I introduce myself, let him know who I was, and I asked him, do he know why I stopped him? And I think, if I, yep, Joel Olstein was on his radio. I heard a scripture, and he was talking about God. And I said, sir, where are you headed? He said, I'm, I'm on my way to Bible study. I said, you know what, sir? I am too. Have a good night, because I don't have time to write you a ticket. He busted out laughing. I was like, drive safely. We pulled out, and I got home, and I went to Bible study. There you go. <laughs> That's right. So That's we, we do have that discretion, you know? So like I said, we're human too. We understand. But my job, I did my job. Right. My job was to get him off the road, slowing him down, Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a good thing to think about. Like the police officers are there to keep you safe. So their job is to make sure that you're okay. And also to make sure that you're keeping everyone else safe as well. Well, this has been so awesome. I've learned, I've learned a lot for sure. And I'm really thankful that you shared your story with us today. Um, I always like to ask my guests at the end of the show to tell us a memory from when they were a kid. So do you have a memory from your childhood that you want to share with us? Tons of memories, but anytime somebody asks me about my childhood, I think about my grandpa. I love him so much. He lives in Baltimore, Maryland. And now that he's older, I don't get to see him as often um, as I used to growing up. So I kind of spent all of my summers and anytime I was out of school in Baltimore with my grandfather. So every Tuesday, we will go bowling. And every Thursday, we would go fishing. So my grandfather was a big fisherman. We would be on the pier in Baltimore um, fishing, just fishing. And I remember one day, I caught a catfish, big old catfish. And uh, he was like, now, put your hand in the water, wet your hand, and then, you know, grab the top of the fish like that. Grab the fish off the hook. 
I did that, and apparently it wasn't wet enough. I don't know what happened, but the fin of that catfish cut my hand. And yeah, I never pulled another fish off the hook again. <laughs> but it was the fact that he was right there, you know, it's okay, you got to do all this. And then, you know, he took it off for me and wrapped my little hand up. Um, and he was, he's actually, he used to play in the National, the national Bowling League. Uh, he oh. went to Reno, different places. He's a left-handed bowler. So I used to love to sit back watching my grandfather bowl left-handed. So, you know, it, it curves. It's all beautiful, man. Oh, yeah. So he's he's definitely a jack-of-all-trades. He's an awesome guy. That's and I awesome. to go see him again. Yeah. <laughs> I like twice, three, between three, two, uh, two or three times a year. You know, travel up there to see my old grandpa. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. And that's awesome that he would take you bowling and take you fishing and teach you the things that he loved to do, right? Absolutely. That's what made the, you know, the memory so great because he, he don't have the grandsons that he probably wanted. <laughs> <laughs> All girls, huh? Oh, yeah. Just me and my sister. Yep. Well, he sounds like a really good grandpa. That's really cool. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Marquita, thank you so much. First of all, thank you for your service and what you do for your community and um, just for what you shared today for police officers, I think. Thank you. Hey, real quick, I want to share one scripture. This is also one of my favorites, James 4 and 6. Yeah. But he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. So you got to stay humble, man. Like I get so excited, you know, for the greater grace, like more grace, better grace, bigger grace, you know? So don't be proudful, man. Yeah. Be humble. God yeah. got you. He'll give you peace. <laughs> That's right. God's got you. Thank you so much for the invite again. This is this has been really fun. So oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> You're welcome. That was so fun. I loved learning about Marquita's job as a police officer. I love that she said she'd rather be lecturing people that break the law than actually giving up tickets. I would much rather receive a, a lecture than to get a ticket for sure. But it's important to remember that police officers have to do their job and they just want us to be safe. So that's why they do that. I love when she shared about when you're afraid or facing something big, remembering that God gives us peace. He gives us perfect peace, like that verse in Isaiah says, and he gives us perfect peace for us specifically. He knows exactly what you need and when you need it. And she kept saying, remembering that God's got you. That is so exciting to keep that in mind, to walk through your life, remembering that God's got you. That is a great reminder. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. This is the part of the show where you get to be on the podcast. So I'm really excited to introduce you to my friend, Graylin. Hi, my name is Graylin. Today I'm going to say Philippians 3.14. Philippians 3.14, I press on towards the goal for the price of the upper call in God in Christ Jesus, Philippians 3.14.
Thanks, Graylin. That is a great verse. I'm so glad that you shared that with us today. Well, if you would like to be on the podcast, yes, I'm talking to you. If you would like to be on the podcast, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your favorite joke or your favorite Bible verse, or maybe there's a quote that you like that you want to share. Just have a grown up help you go to my podcast website. It's anchor.fm slash collidekidspod. And on that page, there's a place for you to leave me a message. If you need more information about this, you can find all of this on my social media pages. I'm on Facebook at the Collide Kids Podcast or on Instagram at Collide Kids Pod. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would share it with your friends and family. Let them know why you love it and what your favorite episode is. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that new episodes will automatically load each week into whatever podcast app you're using. And give us a rating and a review on your podcast app. That actually does help other people find out about the show so they can listen too. Well, I hope you've really enjoyed learning about what it's like to be a police officer. I think today was so fascinating. And hey, remember, be safe, be truthful, and be humble. And don't ever forget that God has got you, right? (laughs) Well, in case no one has told you today, let me be the first to remind you that God loves you so much. He's got you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Looking for help and hope can be a chore, and you don't need any more of those. So consider downloading the River Mobile app. It's a radio station committed to playing songs that will lift you up and help you out no matter what you're going through. Songs from artists like Lauren Daigle, Zach Williams, and Toby Mac. It's totally free with no subscriptions. Just search 1049 The River in your app store or listen online at riverradio.com.